to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. We're going to be recapping everything that happened away at uh, Aguascalientes with America, securing nine wins in a row. And then, of course, we're going to be talking ahead of the clash against Santos Laguna. But here, joining me tonight, as always, are my two co-hosts from New York. It is none other than Christian Rosendo and AJ. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? I'm doing good today, Ivan. Happy to be back once again. Uh, apologies, I couldn't make it on Thursday, but you know, life goes on. We are here. Nine wins in a row, guys. Nine wins in a row. Something historic. Um, there's a lot to talk about, um, but you know, I want to piggyback off comments that were made in the previous podcast uh, regarding the streak, but I think for right now, we just got to enjoy the win and, and uh, look forward to Wednesday, correct? No. Yeah. Whoa, yes. Wednesday, yes. correct. Wednesday, Actually, yeah, you're yeah, right. Okay. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I thought for some reason it was on Tuesday. The game. No, you're right. Wednesday. Yep. Looking forward to Wednesday. Looking forward to Wednesday. Yeah. And then, of course, after that, we have the big one, which is the Clásico Nacional. But of course, let's not get ahead of ourselves there. AJ, how are you tonight? Doing good. Doing good. It's Monday. What a better way. Uh, what a better way to end uh, my Monday night off talking all things Club America. And after a ladies' win, also. Ooh, love to see it. We love to see it. Yeah, the ladies won. coming out. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, no, the ladies coming out with a pretty good, uh, pretty good performance there and solid three points. So very good, like AJ said, very good Monday to start things off. Yo, my of hair course, looks good uh, in this picture. It does, it does. I, I wish it could stay like that forever. Yeah, and then to people listening to this, I don't have to pay $40 on, for a haircut. <laughs> oh, hey, same, same. But uh, the listeners are going to be like, well, we can't even see because it's an audio only. But uh, for those of you who want to see, the the podcast and you guys are ever are interested we do upload our podcast to our youtube channel so if you guys haven't done so already you guys go over there check it out and then also we'll be posting clips of the podcast on our tiktok page if you guys haven't done so already make sure you guys check it out um it's been uh it's been fun this past couple of days we've been on tiktok uh only two videos posted but so far so good and um we're excited hopefully to bring some some exclusive content over to tiktok should be should be a good time. Should be a fun time. Uh, but gentlemen, let's talk America. Nine wins in a row. And uh, like we kind of mentioned it previously, AJ, I was going to was always going to be that tough battle, that tough matchup. Um, would, would you say it's, again, a tale of two halves for America? Yeah, 100%. Uh, first half, yeah, I don't know what happened with America. You know, as you like you mentioned it, it was already going to be a tough game away at Aguascalientes. We saw that as soon as uh, Nikaka scored in the eighth minute. From there, we're just like, okay. Um, see what we're gonna do, especially as well. The lineup that we had against that Gaxap was completely different from what you called, honestly. A hundred percent. I was yeah. just, I was so confused, like why this was the case. But I'm like, hey, this is the lineup that Tano is gonna um start in this game against the Gaxap. So be it. See what you can do. Second half, um, completely different. We got two goals from Jonathan Santos and Roger Martinez, and we walked away with all three points. Aguascalientes, and you called it as well. A two, it was gonna be a two-one win for America. Look what happened. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely was a two-one victory, and uh, I, I don't know. It was weird. I mean, 
the the news broke, Christian. What was it? I, I think Friday that Ochoa was not traveling with the squad, and then uh, it also was that Diego Valdez wasn't going to be traveling with the squad, and then you know due to some injuries too, some players weren't going. Uh, the big surprise I think was the fact that Richard Sanchez played this game as well, so a, a player that I don't think any of us thought was going to be played uh, until maybe this week. Yeah, no. Um... It's definitely surprising. Um, looking at the lineup, actually, there, you know, obviously you have people that don't normally play like like Layun uh, and Chava Reyes, right? But throughout the whole lineup, we pretty much played a pretty good squad. Um, yeah. But but like you said, though, uh, I think I thought Richard was going to be one of those players that was going to get a rest, a well-deserved rest at that because, you know, we have a game on Wednesday, then we have the big one on Saturday. So you would think that one of your most vital pieces in the midfield uh, we'll get a little bit of rest, which makes me think that maybe we'll see that tomorrow. I mean, uh, Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we can see a couple more rotations on way, which I would like to see. Um, I know Santos is, is definitely going to be a big test for us and in terms of, like, in the streak. But, um, but honestly, who cares about the streak at this point? I just want to make sure that all our players are healthy and 100% for Saturday. Yeah, I think, um, and I think we were looking at this game from the perspective of well, if it's a, it's a one off, and if we don't win, then okay, cool. Because you mentioned it, Christian, right? All good things come to an end eventually. We'd hope that that you know streak comes to an end later, much later down the road, like maybe twenty twenty five. That's when the streak could possibly end. That'd be um, nice. Yeah, that would be nice actually. Um, but it it definitely was an odd lineup. It, it definitely painted as a weird setup i mean i'm looking at it at the on the on the app the football app I and mean, it's saying that we played a 3-4-3 which is not true we played a 4-4-2 um and we had that center back partnership of araujo and lara again which um i don't know it's been a minute since they've played there um and they didn't look so solid at the beginning i mean you see the goal that we concede it, again it's emilio lara that i think gets caught um, but I think it's, it's also because Nestor Araujo, you know, pushes too much, uh, to one side. And I think, uh, Emilio doesn't know exactly what to cover space wise. And so he gets kind of stuck in and trapped in no man's land, AJ. Yeah, no, um, it's time and time again to where you see Emilio Lara always get in those situations where he just doesn't know what to do. He's one of those defenders where he's way better when you have someone else that's accompanying him. So if you were to make a mistake. The second star that's well, whether that be Casas, Bruno, Araujo, they can fix it. The problem is, like you mentioned, Araujo, he tends to go to one other side, leaving Emilio Lara all alone, and he's prone to making mistakes. So he, at the moment, it seems like he's kind of like a bit of a weak link in that center back partnership. But even though he's still young, he's still he's he's starting to flourish more as because, as the starter for America. Doing a great job, but it's just those instances as well. Like you saw like, in that previous game, Gabe. Gignac too much space wasn't marking correctly. Look what happened. And now turning to a Gignac goal. The eighth minute, it's the same exact thing. Didn't know what to do. He gave uh, Facundo Batista the goal from there. And then you're just just scratching your head to like, why does he continuously keep making these mistakes? It's a small mistake, but it can be a mistake where thankfully we won 2 1. But imagine that was the if, if ended up becoming a 1 0 win because of that small mistake he made. That would have costed us the win in the three points. Yeah. Yeah. I see where you're coming from in that perspective, but you, like you mentioned, he's young and he still has, you know, loads of potential, and it, it's a building, uh, it's a building block for him at this point. So, 
it, it was interesting though to, to go back to something that you mentioned christian you said that you know richard was one of those key figures in the midfield and you thought he was going to get rest i think actually the biggest key of our midfield actually did get some rest this game it was fidalgo fidalgo didn't start he was on the bench came fidalgo on in the second start. half You're right he came in in uh a halftime correct yeah yeah in the halftime right but you instantly see why he is that important piece for us because when he when he comes on he just does things with the ball he creates space he makes these passes like the one he did um to Jonathan dos Santos for the goal it's it's little things like that that can open up a game and just make opponents go crazy and keep you guessing like what's gonna come next right yeah no a hundred percent and um but it's not to say that America didn't have their chances prior to Fidalgo coming in I think in the first half we had a couple good chances um one of the goals was called off because of uh um, was it offside or a foul, AJ, on the goalkeeper? With which the goal was it in the first half? I yeah. think it was due to a foul. I think no, no. I think it was no, an offside, right? No, it was offside. It was an offside. Yeah, yeah. it was offside. It was an offside. So America had their chances. They created. Um, we put Malagón under some pressure. Um, but it wasn't as you know consistent. And like you mentioned, Christian Fidalgo comes in, opens up the channel. Creates a little bit more space and and you know is a little bit more direct with his passing. I mean, you see it perfectly in the goal that Jonathan Dos Santos scores, which by the way was uh, a beautiful finish, absolutely beautiful, and uh, slots it into into the net for a one one. And then from there on, uh, I think once that goal goes in, AJ, you you see the turn of the tide, and you just like, oh, this is now America's game, hundred percent. And it was that was the case until the second goal arrived which was by Cabecitas, but then, of course, it got ruled off because of uh, handball, which, uh, I don't know, what do you guys say? I think it, I think that's fair to to, to roll back. Yeah, but I, no, it's, so if we're going by the rule book, it's 100% a handball, like, no questions asked. Like, it, it was, the, the goal being disallowed was the correct call. It's that it's, it's in situations like that, it's kind of rough for the attacker, right? And I'm not yeah. saying it's our team, but, like, literally anybody, like, like how do you get, out, get, get yourself out of that, you know? It's um, definitely a tricky situation, <laughs> but overall, it was the good, it was the correct call. Yeah, it was, it was, and then you saw that America kept knocking and knocking, and then we get the goal right by um, uh, by Roger Martinez afterwards with a great cross from uh Brian Rodriguez into into the box, and you know Roger slotting it away. Very, very active this and, game, Brian Rodriguez. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. and I think you wanted to see that from him. Course. You know, you, you, you want to see because he knows that he is not a starter coming into this one, you know, prior to whatever his experience was in MLS and with the with LAFC. He knew that he was coming into this the biggest team in Mexico and that he knew that he was going to have to battle for that position. And let's be honest right now. It's it's looking more like bench time with Sendejas, the way that he's been performing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, you notice it, too, in this in this game, you miss him a little bit on that right hand side. But I, I think still it was. um it was a very good game from Brian, and I, I I hope he can continue that you know spell of form. And who knows, maybe he could be an impact sub coming off because we you know desperately are going to need that during the league yeah, for players to come in and 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 do a job off the bench. Which I would also argue Roger might be that. No, definitely, and it's like we need in order to become champions, we need everyone, um, mm-hmm. we need everyone, and we need everyone to pitch in a little bit. And I think like what you said, Ivan, could be kind of like our secret ingredients, if you want to call it, like just when the game is like a little tight and you need like that, that fresh breath of air, you need something different. You know, you bring on Brian Rodriguez, you bring on Roger Martinez, knowing damn well right now at this very moment, they are not the starters um, in their respective positions. Because right now, like you said, Sendejas is playing out of his mind. 
um, and Cabecita is picking up incredible form. If Cabecita would have scored this, you know, he's just he finding been himself joint. in yeah. amazing goal-scoring opportunities um, and finishing. So I think that's something that's not being talked about so much right now because the hype is on other players. Um, but you, it, it's, it's going a, a little bit unnoticed for me, at least, how Cabecita isn't getting a little bit of praise here because, like, you know, he's, he's lethal up front. And I think people seem to forget that after his poor start with America. No, you're right. I think Cabecita's coming into it, finding himself in, in, in a good position to score. I mean, AJ, he had a couple of chances in this game, not to, you know, also call back the goal that was disallowed from him. But, I mean, he also had that 1v1 where, you know, Malagón does enough to set him off and he hits the post. But, uh, like Christian mentioned, Cabecita's on, on fire right now. And I think it's 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 proven vital that, you know, Dano has given him that consistency in, in the starting 11. And, and Cabecita really need that. He was coming out of Saudi Arabia, where he was supposed to be one of the team's top players, and not really doing much. If I remember correctly, he did. He also suffered an injury, which hindered his performance. He lost a starting position, and then when he got back to play, he just wasn't the same cabecita as he saw before. So I think it was important when America did sign um, cabecita. It was right from the get go. You're going to be a starter. We need to get you the minutes as much minutes as soon as possible to find your rhythm and he's finding it right now. He's getting himself in these good opportunities to get himself a chance to score a goal, which he's definitely been doing. He's got six goals this season already, which is good. If this one one was not called for handball, would have been seven. All in all, he's doing a really great job. We needed someone like Abesita to add more um more um, offense to this team, which we've been struggling in last season. We haven't really seen anyone that can get more than five goals in the season. And to see guys now like Cabecita and Henry Martin, who are in total not have 14 goals, it's great to see. You love it. And for Cabecita right now, he's in a really good moment and he needs to continue this rhythm for America. No, 100%. 100%. And like, you know, we're, we're sitting at the top of the table right now with one game in hand. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here, but um, I'm looking right now at the table. We are still the best uh, attacking side next to Santos, actually, which is funny enough. We're going to be playing them on Wednesday. They have 30 goals this season, and we have 31. So they're uh, they're looking to, to try to beat us in, in that department. But defensively speaking, I mean, we're we're looking pretty solid there as well. I mean... We'll talk about it more whenever it comes, but uh, America has probably, if if things go according to plan and, you know, America walks away with a victory against Santos, for the game against Chivas, you're probably looking at the team with the most goals scored, which is America, going up against the best defense in this season so far because they've only conceded nine goals. Chivas, so it's it's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll dissect that later on in the week whenever we get to the Classical talk, but for the meantime... um. This game was was a tricky one. And when I saw we were already conceding and we were down a goal, I was like, well, this is going to be a tough one to to circle back. But AJ, you saw it second half. You get that goal. You get that second goal. We saw even more chances after that. It, was, it, it gives you a lot of confidence as a fan watching this and, and being able to see your team perform the way that they did, especially on the road. Yeah, no. Um, second half, we just changed the game. We made it our game. We 
it's as if we were in Aguascalientes and we were the home team, which funny enough, I think they were saying on the, uh, um, the announcer was saying that over, I think, 20,000 fans were out there and the majority were Americanistas. We, yep. made the st- we made that stadium our stadium as if it was home. And with America just 60% possession, if I remember correctly from looking at the stats, which is, in, which is crazy. We were creating a lot of chances. Like after scoring that on um, first goal, we w- wanted more, and that's what we got with Royal Mar- And that's what we got. The like, obviously the goal that was ruled off, unfortunately. But if, they, if we were to score that too, that was just going to add on more and more and more. We maybe could have potentially maybe scored three goals into that game. So for America right now at the moment, it's good for them to keep this um good run of form, and um especially heading into the year. The year is right around the corner. And it's important for us to keep this um, momentum and hot streak going as we enter the year, which is a whole completely different beast in itself. It really is. It really is. And Christian, I mean, you look at this 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 squad and this team, and you see the way that they celebrate the goals. And I'm not just talking the players. I'm talking the the you know Thano, his coaching staff. Everyone is just very much hyped up about it. It's a really good unit. Yeah, right now we're living through an America that is just they're all on the same page and and it it takes that to build a championship squad something i guess that lacked under solari and most likely why we never got to that finish line um despite being the best team in the league during the regular season you know despite um everything else it's just that it didn't seem like the players and coaching were all together when it really mattered um and you saw a little glimpse of it uh with Dano. Uh, last last year, right? Uh, when when we also had a similar run going into going into Ligia, and unfortunately yeah. we, we we did fall short. Um, but right now this this squad, it, it, there's something there. It's something special. Um, mm-hmm. and the players know it, the coaches know it. But we we also at the same time we gotta remind ourselves that we gotta you know we gotta stay grounded. You know we yeah. we haven't won anything yet. You know we being ten wins, eleven wins, twelve wins in a row. That that's all great. That's that's fine. That's perfect. But when it gets down to it, if we lose in the quarterfinals, everything that we just did doesn't matter at all. And nope. I think the players know that. Um, you know, you see it in all of the interviews when reporters are asking, oh, how do you feel about the streak? The streak, this and that. You guys haven't lose. You guys aren't going to lose. Yeah, you know, it, the streak is nice, but we're focused on, on the big prize. And, you know, you know that, that's what the team's working for week in, week out. Uh, so to have that mentality every single week, every single match day, that's what's going to push us through and hopefully get us to 14. No, 100%. I, I agree with you. 100%. And that mindset, that, you know, that levelness and that groundness, it's, it's important. You need that in, 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 your, uh, in your team. So for the most part, it's good. And, um, well, like we mentioned, you know, this was always going to be the tough matchup. And fortunately for us, you know, America walks away with three points. And Aguascalientes, like I said, it's always a difficult place to go to. It's never an easy one. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, you, you, you gotta go and you gotta, you know, put yourselves in these tough situations. And the fact that America did this with, uh, I guess, quote unquote, B squad, if that's, you know, relative to say, a B, um, was able to, a B. Yeah, it's right. It's right. It's a, it's a mix of both. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would give it to, a B. well, yeah, pretty much. Cause you had, you, you had most of your starters there too. In, in Araujo and Cabecita, Henry. Lara. Lara, Richard. So interesting, definitely. And um, we'll just have to see how, how America can go on from here. But like I said, good things 
good things to to prosper from this game. And uh, joining us now for the second part of the podcast, it is none other than Chris himself. Chris, wow, what an introduction! Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> sorry that I'm sorry that I'm late. I had to wait for someone to drop me off something, so I had to wait. Chris, but, really quickly, what's your favorite America jersey of all time? You know that uh, Adidas one, the the one with the with the it has the print of the logo. I think it's, I know which one you're talking about. I don't, I don't know the year. It's in the '90s. I know that. Oh wait, is that the one I said earlier, Ivan? Yeah, yeah, it's the one with That's the, the same one, right? He celebrated the 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 the, the goal against Atlas. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah, one. I like yeah. that earlier too. It's yeah, simple. It's simple, but I like it. I don't know why. It was I like beautiful. It. Nah, simple's the '80s though. Come on, Chris. The '80s is like really simple. simple. Yeah, the '80s too. The, 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 the '30s is simple. <laughs> oh, yeah, simple. <laughs> Wait, isn't the '80s the one you have on your picture right now? Isn't that? Um, no, that's the '90s. That's '90s. That's early '90s, right? Yeah, yeah. That's when. That's when. That's the Africanas. Um, Kalusha and Biik when they were on the. Oof, Kalusha. Yeah, well, it's between those squad. two. Man, what a squad that ended up never winning nothing. And they were, and... And that's what we're kind of alluding to, that, you know, you can play pretty all you want, but at the end of the day, the end result has to be a championship. And, you know, this streak, nine nine wins in a row is great. Can we make it 10? Of course, I think it's doable. But at the end of the day, these nothing's going to be remembered if there's a title at the end of the season. But hey, this 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 squad has the potential to make history here. So we'll see what happens. Um, well, we just pretty much wrapped it up here, uh, Chris. In regards to the Necaxa game, is there anything in particular you maybe wanted to mention or say? No, I'm sure you guys covered everything. It was a it was a, a good game for what we we brought out. Right? You you yeah. the first half was very like you you questioned a lot of things. And then Fidalgo comes in and everything changed. And then everybody else started coming in. And you saw you saw the America that we're used to this season. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, 100%. That is exactly what we mentioned. So yeah, there you go. If you wanted, you know, the, the, the quick cliff note versions, I think Chris just gave it to you guys. Um, so there we go. All right, gentlemen, let's move on into this next game that America has, which is the Santos Laguna game. Which, correct me if I'm not wrong, is this the matchup that we're playing again for the... The game we have to miss because of the all those. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Okay, so we are. It would be like Cornada Cinco, I believe. Yeah, it's, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cornada Cinco. Wow. Yep. All right. Well, on the bright side, uh, this game is not going to be on Vix Plus. So for those of you who yeah, that are wondering, was, that was annoying. That yeah, and I, I, it's unfortunate, but I think we're, they're they're going to start shifting towards that. And that. Why did they put the graphic on Vix? You know, you know what gets me mad, bro. And I'm I'm a, I'm a, it's probably gonna be a rant, but they had MLS games on Univision, and instead of having Mexico, the games. and it gets oh. me mad because what the president said during the All Star game about how all oh, this league over here is catching up, bro. You're doing everything wrong. That's the reason they're ca- catching up, right? Yeah. And he wasn't even talking about the, the what's inside the field. He was talking about it from a from a from money. You know, he's just talking about how much money they make. That oh MLS is making more money than us and we're richer because of you know whatever, and it gets me mad because it's like, well damn you're you're promoting them over here. Meanwhile we have to download an app and pay from that app and stuff. Like come on you know. Yeah, and, 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 and mind you, mind you, like 
our parents don't know how to download. I, I would assume. I don't know your parents, but I would <laughs> yeah, assume. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. They don't know how to download a net. Like, I tell my parents, oh, like, Netflix. And they'll be like, oh, I, I'd rather just watch the news because it's, like, simple. I turn on the TV and it's there, you know? Mm-hmm. And it gets me mad because it's, like, the younger generation is not going to buy into that. And the older one doesn't even know how to buy into that, you know? Yeah. it's, it's that, That's it's, my little rant, you know? I, I'm sure other people feel the same way and... I hope they didn't ever let China that. deal with like Apple or something. Oh, yeah, Apple lost it. Yes, they did. But, oh, but I'm that... sure they're still gonna have it on Univision and they're still gonna have it on Unimas and stuff like that. Yeah, like for in Spanish. Yeah, for Spanish market. Yeah, for Spanish marketing. Yeah. But if it's like if it's like for English commentary, it's all gonna be on English. They'll have like a select few games like on TV, but it's like but most of the games are gonna be yeah on Apple TV. Yeah, but yeah, for we... most games you have to you have to buy ESPN Plus though. If it's open, oh, if if, for, yeah. if it's like oh, if it's like open U.S. open, yeah, company, and, yeah. and it's, oh, because some games are blacked out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for regional purposes. I mean, at the end of the day, look, it's it's MLS has its own restrictions, restrictions and stuff like that. But I think, as far as Liga Mekis goes, and and you know, unfortunately, because of how big Univision became. And, you know, they got all the rights over here in the States to broadcast. We are literally at their mercy. And this is the truth. It's the reality of it. They can charge as much as they want to charge. And it's not to say that people aren't going to pay. They're going to pay. Especially when you have a team like America, you know? People are always going to want to see that. So, I don't know. I I wonder what the numbers are, right? Mm -hmm. Is there a way to find out how this Nikaksa... And America. Game. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. There's. There's numbers. Probably. That, we need to find that out and see because if it, if it was a bad number and it's an America game, I think they might change. But if it was good, then this is probably going to be the norm now. I. 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 I think it's going to be the latter here. Yeah. It might just start becoming the norm. But we'll see. We'll see what happens from there. But let's talk. Uh, let's talk Coronada Cinco. Um, let's talk America versus Santos. Coming into this one, I mean, Santos is looking pretty solid themselves, right? I mean, they're, they're coming in, well, maybe not so solid. They tied 3-3 against Querétaro, and their goalkeeper. They are four the table. Yo, like Carlos Acevedo, though. He tied up. He unleashes inner Moises Munoz. Hey, I saw, <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw some meme on, on Twitter that it's like the guy, some guy tweeted, he's like, oh, el portero del Cruz Azul, viendo que los otros equipos porteros están metiendo goles. And then it's just, <laughs> and it's the Miguel Herrera, like, like nervous gift playing with his tie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I uh, saw another one that said Acevedo has more goals than Pepe. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, he does. Uh, but Which yeah, is I mean, crazy because, uh, um, Lucas goalkeeper also scored. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's funny. I, mm, wait, no, isn't it Pumas? No, Pumas. Yeah, we're going Gonzalez. I'm, I'm he scores. Teams, my bad, but they both play on Sundays. You know what? You know what? I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but okay, so we're we're talking Santos here. They're they're not doing too terrible. I mean, you guys mentioned it fourth uh, fourth place in the table. With 30 goals. So, obviously, they know how to put the ball in the back of the net, which I think is going to be a good challenge for us going up against a team that's very much a goal-scoring team. Um, it, it, it's definitely going to put our defense to the test, which I think is good, especially to be able to, you know, fix little things and little details here. Like we mentioned, Christian, let me Leara positioning, and then, you know, whatever center-back partnership we get, it's going to be interesting to see how well they fortify. So, uh, what's, uh, what's your predicted lineup for this one? Predict the lineup for this one? 
Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. So I think we're going to get um, Ochoa back in the net. Uh-huh. I think we're going to go with the back four of Luis Fuentes, um, Sebas Cáceres, Nestor Araujo, and Lara. Mm-hmm. In the midfield, I think we'll go back to our trio of um, Diego Valdez, Álvaro Fidalgo, Richard Sanchez. Um, and up top, we're going to have Cabecita, Sendejas, and La Bomba. La Bomba, Henry. So basically, our, our full star started starting 11. Yes. Now, do we go with that, gentlemen, or should we rotate? Do you think uh, Tano will rotate? I mean, seeing that you got the Clásico Nacional coming up in a couple of days afterwards. Um, or do you think you just have to continuously maybe keep pushing these guys to get more rhythm in playing such short periods of time? I feel like he's going to maybe change some things up because we got a streak going. You alluded to this before. If there was a time to lose, it could maybe be this one because I do not know when you have both um, big clubs in Mexico going on hot streaks. I feel like I really do not want to see this. I may guess I end up losing to Chivas in a big game like this. And I feel like with a lot of hype that's going around the class of this time around, considering how both teams are starting to pick up forms, this could be a time where I feel like Donald might try to do a similar thing, have an A-B team together. If things aren't going right, make a substitution in the second half and change the tempo things. So I don't know if I want to go in with the full in A team, but I understand where, Chris, oh, where Christian's coming from, where we want to have this consistent starting 11, which we've been doing a lot throughout the regular season. So we need them to be in um, good rhythm, in good form. Yeah, and so I think you can also... Yeah, no, and you can also make the argument, Chris, here that this America side only has three games left before this the Liga starts, supposedly, you know? Yeah. And but there is one big period where you're not gonna be playing, which is gonna be the international break. Um, so that also maybe would disturb some of the rhythm. So you could make that argument that no, there is no time to rotate or there's no need to rotate if you don't have to. That way we could keep that consistency going. Yeah, I, I don't think I think it's possible they rotate, but I don't think they do it for that simple fact that the classicals, you know, I think you don't you don't want to lose uh, momentum from any of your starters, right? Yeah, like Sendejas missed missed the game because of uh, uh, accumulation yellows, and also uh, Aquino, right? It's probably best to play them in this game, but I could also see like like for example, Layun starting at right back. You know, I I could see him, I could see like Lara being rested, right? Or yeah. I could see uh, Fidalgo again come in as a sub, you know, or maybe even uh, Cabecita, you know, put Roger in just for, so they could get momentum too. Because Roger scored, you know, and, and Brian assisted. Maybe they're like, okay, maybe we could get something going from, from them for 45 minutes, you know, and, and then put in Cabecita so he gets his his uh, momentum as well going, but I could see them just starting the whole starting 11 and, you know, just continue yeah. dominating. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's going to be interesting. I mean, regardless of the fact, whoever steps out on that pitch, uh, you have to keep the same game style that you've been showing in the past couple of games, but in the second half, but try to do this in a full 90 minute circle Christian, which we we always talk about this, especially when, whenever we pod um, that America has always liked or had that tendency of being a uh, tale of two halves. And uh, you know, with the Stano side, I, you, we see that a little bit less and less, but 
you know, consistency is the key here for this squad. Yeah, I mean, if if we go with like a game plan like we did against Nikaxa, where we kind of just play um, kind of the, the rotational uh, the players starting, you're gonna get that, especially with a team like Santos. But I like your comment what you said earlier that I think it's key that we have our full starting defense in for this one, only because Santos knows how to attack. They know how to create um, open space. They know how to pressure a team. And I think that's something that we yeah. need, especially right before a big game like Chivas and before La Liguilla. Um, so to that point, I hope that Dano realizes that and puts the defense up for, uh, for, for the challenge. So it should be an interesting game. I- I'm looking forward to it. So am I. And you, you mentioned it properly. It's going to be a challenge. And I think these players are looking at it as well as a proper test going into the Liga, which I think, again, speaks volumes of what's going on right now. So America continuously needs to put themselves in situations where they need to face that adversity and come out of it on top. And I think the Santos game is definitely going to be that. And it's going to prove dividend to see whether or not that this squad is exactly the squad that we think it is. And I think we'll we'll, we'll see that, you know. In what way, in what shape, in what form, I'm not too sure. But it's it's going to be an interesting game. That's definitely for sure. So I'm going to ask you guys here, what is your guys' prediction for the game on Wednesday? Are we going with a 10-win streak, or is it coming to an end, gentlemen? I think we win. Okay. I, I, like I, th- I, I think on paper, Santos isn't anything special, right? You look at the players and you're just like, okay, Acevedo's probably saving them. And I have a friend that's a Santos fan, and he tells me like their center backs are horrible. So for me, the way the way from hearing him, right, the way I'm looking at it is Cabecita and Henry, either one or even both are gonna have a game where they score, maybe even have a brace. Right. So I, that's that's the way I see it. And then just the way the team plays, I'm just thinking they're gonna they're gonna hit hit them where their weakness is. And if it's, that's, if it's their defense, then we should be able to score. Mm-hmm. Okay, agreed. What's your prediction? I say 2-0. I like it, 2-0. AJ? I'll go 2-0 as well. I'm All right, also a 2-0. Christian? Just for the simple fact that we're home, 3-1. Three, 3-1, one. Three one. All right. Okay. okay. And, I, I, no, yeah, I wanted I, to I, say 3-0, but I'm like, I don't know. We save that. We save that. Yeah. We'll we save, save the that. 3-0. We, we save it for our next podcast. Um, I, I mean, you're right. We're, we're the home team, and we just, we, we've we looked very good at home. Very comfortable, might I add, as well. So, but I know the Santos side is still going to try to, you know, disrupt us a little bit. But uh, I have more confidence in this team that I haven't had in such a long time. And, you know, I used to say this jokingly around, but I think I'm full-heartedly believing that we can walk away with a 3-0 victory. So my prediction is 3-0. I'm going America 3-0. And, and I know people are going to be thinking, like, oh, it's just, just the hubris of the Americanismo talking right now. But in all reality, I'm looking at this as... A very good America side going up against, yes, a very good Santos side, but a Santos side that, you know, is also leaking goals and, and has it, their tendencies to, you know, make a mistake here and there. So I think America can punish that. And I think defensively speaking, we've, we haven't seen an America side this well-rounded, uh, even in Solari's era. So I, I would say that this is an America side that, again, is very good all around the pitch. And I think that midfield battle will be key. but. Uh, you know, I, I have full faith in Fidalgo to, you know, maneuver and pick things up and 
manage the game properly. So I'm going America three to zero. So and it's a Valdez revenge game too. It is. Which you know how that usually goes for players, right? They usually end yeah. up scoring or they end up performing really good. And they have players, ex players of ours too, but I don't think at the same caliber as yeah as Valdez. Yeah. Um <laughs> Carlos, Or- Carlos Orantia. That one dude we got on loan, we never used them. Um, Leo Suarez, I mean, he's actually doing something, kind of. In terms of looking at stats, he's been doing something. Will he get a spot ever back in America? I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. But oh. and is this Cecilio Dominguez also in Santos? Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's there, too. I don't think he starts, though, but he's there. So the Which they game. haven't paid us for. Independiente. Yet. Dude, I don't think we're at that point. We're not. No, we're never we getting anything that. back. Yeah, we're never getting that money back. If you want a perfect like, example, it, it, like how America needs us feel at the moment is Chris's profile picture. Just waiting exactly. for when we get paid. Um, the I money haven't changed it just because like the Raiders got me feeling like that. Maybe I should, <laughs> you put, maybe you I should got, change it. That to get the Raiders. Raiders logo, bro. Exactly. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we'll we'll never see that money again. And. Uh, Yo. That's just how much was it? I know AG knows, but um, like, was it a lot that you simply can't pay? I mean, dude, like they bought Chino from us for like what three mil, so I don't think it would be like too much. So, so, so who do we blame for that? Do we blame Banos? Uh, I don't know. Yo, yo Banos might be redeeming, Banos might go through a, rede- a redemption arc right now, Chris. Oh, I know that. Him. Yeah, I agree He's with that. He's going through redemption. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to bring it up because you don't want to be the guy that sounds like you're defending Banyos, right? <laughs> you don't want to be that guy on the internet? <laughs> you don't want to sound like you're that guy, but um, I was thinking about it. Even from a signing perspective, we haven't um, had a bad signing. I, I, we, Otero probably the only one. It was a panic signing. Um, uh, Chris, it was 5.83 mil according to the transfer market. It was um, That's the fee. That, um, for, for, but it's also for Cecilia. For Cecilia, okay. yeah. The five, so five eight, eight million. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. They always, yeah, they always. And they I remember always. FIFA put like a payment deal for them, and they still didn't pay. Wow. Yeah, no, they, 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 they fell short on their card and payments, and so we're gonna be we'll Vince McMahon, and once we get that money from Independiente, that gift, you see, you know what gift I'm talking about? Where yeah. he's like getting all the yeah. money. Yeah, it's about to be us. <laughs> Well, we're we're in desperate need of money too, so we can definitely use it. So we'll see what happens from that perspective. But um, anything else, gentlemen, you guys want to add on in regards to America Santos? Um, to add to Chris's comment about saying the center, like how his friend said, um, the center back partnership is horrible. They have Ronaldo Prieto, and this dude is um five seven as a center back. I'm like, I can definitely see why. I see why the center back is not so great. So oh, what, the, my goodness. What, what my friend told me is that he's technically a midfielder, but they don't. Have he is. That. He is a midfielder. Yeah, during his Veracruz days, I remember him playing in the midfield. But like yeah. he could play as a center back. I don't know why, but hey. And Hugo Rodriguez is horrible, according to to him. Did he used to have a brother like playing in America? Someone looks similar like him. Look, he looks. He looks like someone similar. Like play like that was like in the youth academy days, but could be thinking of someone else. Could potentially be, but um, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up for us here. I think we've talked it all, and I think we've pretty much hit all corners here in regards to this uh, this America game. So we'll be back, uh, you know, later on in this week. We'll be talking more America stuff, more Aguilas, and, you know, the big one, the Clásico Nacional. 
the Clásico de Clásicos, America versus Chivas. It's always a fun one. It's always an interesting one. And uh, we'll dissect exactly what happened uh, at home against Santos. And then we'll look ahead into what's going on for the Clásico Nacional and what our Aguilas will have to face up against. Because Chivas uh, is going up against Tigres, too. So that should be an interesting game. Hey, Ivan, to see aren't how, you how excited they... about this goalkeeper matchup? <laughs> <laughs> no. I already know Ochoa wins it. I said, is still very raw to me. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the goal. He, one of the goals he conceded against uh, Querétaro. I think it was the second goal. Um, it was very poor. He, he is very raw. And, the, in, and it's very unpopular for the simple fact that Mexico national team fans only highlight age. Yep. Yeah. They, they, they overvalue an age and they don't talk about form or fundamentals or anything. It's simply, he's this age and he's great because... He's good he's at that age. age. Yeah. Okay, Which, by the way, he's not that young anymore, actually. No, he's like... For a goalkeeper, yeah. that's young, though. For a goalkeeper, yeah, that's I mean, as like... a goalkeeper perspective, yes, but mm-hmm. he's not like some 21-year-old to be raving about, you know? Uh, well, I mean, think about it. If, if he starts next World Cup, not this one, but the next one, he'll be in his, he'll be 30. I feel like he'll, yeah, he'll be in his prime. I feel like he'll be, he'll be 29. But it's like, it's not going to break any old trial record, right? Like playing... No. You know, and that's what like they try to paint him to be. I yeah. want to say he's going to end up in the similar situation like where Ochoa was. Like, well, he'll be on the bench. But then I think at some point he's going to probably be the next goalie to, like, step up for the national team. Like, that transition, like, in the 2010 World Cup. I feel like that could probably be, like, the case. I'm a bigger fan of Malagón, so that's my goalkeeper for... One of those two. One of those <laughs> two. Mine, mine like... is just to find a way for technology to de-age Ochoa, just for like. A look, more years. I've been the, look that um the goalkeeper for Egypt. I think in the 2018 World Cup, this dude was like 50. He like played a game, so like I saw as long as like Ochoa is fit going to well, the, it's, gym it's for three the games, goalkeeper like, thing. Get it? Right? Yeah, it's he's the like, goalkeeper yeah. thing. As long as he remains like. Stretching or just taking care of yeah, his body. Yeah, he's got to stretch every yeah, morning. Exactly. Every morning. Just stretch. <laughs> just stretch everywhere. And it, well, <laughs> even for him, his main thing has always been his uh, reactions. So it's like, as long as he still has that, he's still probably a top keeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think he, and I mean, he said it, right? He said he wants to potentially play that World Cup in Mexico. I mean, that would be something, right? You don't get that chance uh, often in a, in a I lifetime. Like his, I feel like he said it as sarcasm, though. Yeah, you never know. That's how I took it. You never know. Because if I, he was I, like, I'm going to play more games, like, he kind of winked at it. Like, you know, like, kind of like, I know we'll people see. don't want me here. Yeah. And also, too, we have to talk about the fact that, well, maybe not this podcast, we're wrapping it up here, but he, his contract extension is apparently going well. I think uh, I think a lot is still factoring in. I'm not going to lie to you. I Mallorca, think too. I think, well, he, yeah, Mallorca's knocking, and I, I don't think he would... The the Euro project definitely interests him, but I think and I, the big key is going to be whether or not America, if he wins a title with America, he's he's signing on. He's, he's uh-huh. staying with us. If he if wins? Not, yeah, if he wins, he's staying. I think he it's the opposite. No. I, I, I think he's going to do what Cuauhtémoc Blanco did and try to win while he's leaving. No, I, I think if he wins, he stays because then he's going to want to participate in Champions League and go into a Club World Cup again. And I think, you know, he could because I could see him writing it out e- easier after the World Cup, knowing that, OK, I won a championship. I played potentially my last World Cup. Now I could just take it easy with America now, go play these, these rest games and then see wherever the trajectory takes him. But I see it the opposite, for, to be honest. I feel like it'll be like he wins it and he just like, OK, I he's came. 
I came, gave them a championship. There's no pressure of me not giving them something back. Like, I could just leave. And if he resigns, there's the pressure again, you know? Yeah. And then I think, I think it's also his family probably prefers not to be in Mexico. Because I remember when he was coming to Mexico, it was like he had to convince his wife. Yeah. They even and gave actually, him a, a beach house, right? They gave him a beach yeah. house in L.A. and stuff. But but uh, I think they've accustomed, and I think they're loving life in Mexico City. Yeah, I follow her, his wife on. I mean, granted, it's social media. It's it's yeah. all it's a curtain, right? It's a wall. You never really know truly what's going on. But from I, he, I think him and his girl have always been very genuine. Um, and so I think you know I, you you see them both happy. You can you can only fake so much, and but I think that is being sincere. So. But again, we'll see. This whole Troy topic is going to come down towards the end of the season, and we'll see what happens. But right now, his mind is not on, am I going to sign? Am I going to resign? Right now, his mindset is finish off strong and go to the World Cup and perform. So we'll see what happens there. But you did mention it, Christian. It should be a good goalkeeper battle. We'll see who comes out on top. Um, Here's another interesting stat. Uh, Santos have played seven away games this season. They've only won two. Interesting. More confidence into the into the upcoming game. Then it's better. We'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. But again, I think this America side can take on anyone, especially at home. Especially at home. Especially I think home. we'll we'll definitely be candidates to be favorites. So, but we'll see. Again, though, we stretched it out a little bit more than next than needed to. But thank you again, guys, for coming out. We'll be back next. Uh, well, later on this week to talk all things America, gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming out. And um, well, as always, you guys take care. And until next time, Arriba America. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 